enjoy this short from Sarah, Aaron, Rachel, and Bree in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. So a question for you guys, and I asked, I pulled the the group as well on this and got mostly answers on one side, but I, I want to ask you too, this book, does it make you feel like, okay, I'm done with C.S. Lewis for a while, or does it make you feel like, oh, I think I need to read more along these lines? More. <laughs> yeah, I agree. More, but maybe not as scholarly. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've got our next couple of book club picks that we can sort out. I'm going to just go ahead and announce the one not for this coming book club. So don't get confused. Mm, okay. We're going to give you a little bit of advance notice because mm. there is one book that Sarah has been saying for like the last two years. Oh, I want to read that. Uh-huh. Oh, I really yeah. need to read that. I really want to read that. Over Pastor and Peter over Ill and, and Carrie over. Ill for <laughs> continually telling me that I need to read this book. Okay. And I- not yet. And so. I agree with you. And I agree so much that I'm actually having my high schoolers read it this Ooh. month as part of a literary unit on modernism and totalitarianism in the 20th, 20th century. So this is a grand, fantastic book. But the reason I'm going to announce it now is because it is the third book in the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our summer Lutheran Ladies Book Club beach read this year is going to be C.S. Lewis's That Hideous Strength. It is book three in the Space Trilogy, which also includes Out of the Silent Planet and Paralandra. These books are beautiful. They are fiction. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can get them in any format you like. All three of them would make excellent book club picks, but I really think for my money, That Hideous Strength is going to give us the most interesting things to talk about together. Mm-hmm. You can technically read the book all on its own without reading the other two first. You'll be lost at like three places, but most of it is just fine all on its own. So if you want to just jump in for that hideous strength, that's okay. But since we won't be doing it in book club until about July, you should have time to read all three books. And I'm definitely going to reread the entire series mm-hmm. in preparation for this. If you don't want to read but still want to know what's going on we'll try to include like a cliff notes version of the first two books whenever we do our next book club wrap up so that you can yeah get all the spoilers in and that hideous strength will make perfect sense to you mostly (laughs) so that is our summer read but for our spring read we have a choice Mm. to make because what I would really like to do is go back through some of those books that influenced C.S. Lewis in such a positive way. Look at the books that turned his imagination towards joy and helped his heart be ready for receiving the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so I was paying attention, as I said, when I was reading this book, I was basically like a kid in a candy store. Ooh, I want to read that one and that one and that one. (laughs) So here are five that I pulled out of this book. (laughs) No, no, five. Is it five? Four. It's eight. Oh, 2077. (laughs) All right. Just keeps growing. And I, I have one that I'd rather like to recommend because... I've already read it and I know I love it, but I won't tell you which one it is mm. and you guys can can decide. So the first one that I put forward for your consideration is one by Catholic author G.K. Chesterton, The mm. Everlasting Man. 
Considered by many to be Chesterton's greatest masterpiece, this book declares his comprehensive view of world history as informed by the incarnation. Retelling mankind's story from the very beginning, he shows how all human desires are fulfilled in the person of Christ and Christ's church. With his characteristic brilliance and irony, he argues that Christianity is not just a religion to stand beside other religions, for the fact of the incarnation sets it apart. One of the most original and controversial theological books ever written, apparently, according to the Amazon description. So this one is our nonfiction choice. And I've not read it, but it's been on my bucket list for a long time to read more Chesterton. So I put it forward for your for your consideration. The second book is actually you have to tell you right out which ones I've read and I haven't read. I feel like that's relevant to yeah. the conversation. You don't have to guess. That. Yes. Okay. I have not read this one. William Morris, The Well at the World's End. This one's got a lot of play in yes. From Atheism to Christianity. So it's a straight up fairy tale. Lewis loved fairy tales. He did not believe that fairy tales right. were meant to be just for children. And I love that about mm. Lewis. I do too. So they, much. They are um, not just the author of this one. This one is William Morris. I think he's an author who's very much gone by the wayside in modern times. If we go with that one, make okay. sure you get the William Morris one. William Morris one. Mm. The Well at the World's End. This book follows the travels of Ralph. Prince Ralph, the prince of a tiny country, as he disobeys his father's wishes, runs away from home to adventure in the world and seeks out the fabled well at the world's end, yes. said to grant eternal youth to those who drink from it. Hmm. Okay. I wonder so, what the other one is about. It's I'm got 3.7 stars on Goodreads. <laughs> okay. Is that, is, that I is that good? I haven't been on Goodreads in so long. Oh. <laughs> okay. Option three is poetry, because you said George mm-hmm. Herbert. Speaking yes. of people that I want wow. to read more of, huh? here we have not the complete works of George Herbert, which is a slightly more uh, well-known <laughs> book than this one, but a book that was mentioned by name in this was The Temple, a yes. collection of 116 poems. I feel like we could get through 116 poems uh-huh. by George Herbert, who was an Anglican clergyman and a really delightful poet. So that's option three. Then we have option four. Which again is the one I'm gunning for a little bit here because I have I love this book. George MacDonald, The Princess and the Goblin. Ooh. Oh, Princess Irene that. lives in a castle in a wild and lonely mountainous region. I'm, one day I'm she discovers a steep and winding stairway leading This is a terrible summary of this book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Princess lives in the mountains. There are goblins in the mountains. There is a worthy young minor boy named Curdie in the mountains. And there is her grandmother, who is delightful. And I really can't say more without spoiling the story, but it's just gorgeous. I actually like the sequel better, but since I'm already making you read one sequel this year, (laughs) I'm recommending The Princess and the Goblin. And then if you like it as much as I do, go on and read The Princess and Curdie, which is just wonderful. So those are our four choices. The Everlasting Man, The Well at the World's End, The Temple, or The Princess and the Goblin. The Well at the World's End by A.J. McKinnon is a $100 paperback on Amazon. (laughs) Don't get that one. Special version. I am all in for the princess and goblin story. That sounds amazing. Man, I want the well at the world's end. You can go for it. A prince or a princess. And honestly, I had been Mm -hmm. 
The temple also to me sounds so I know. I, I will probably buy all of these books, honestly. I'm that interested. I love stories of heroines. Yeah. It's just kind of my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm gonna my vote is for well at the world's end. It just sounds like a fun read. Is the princess and the goblin a like movie? A cautionary tale. Yeah. Has it, it been is. made into a yeah, yes. it's an animated movie. Mm-hmm. What? It's on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. How many tomatoes? It's 77%. There's no tomato meter. Oh, tomatomer. Interesting. Tomatomer. But a 77% audience score. It's rated G. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. what, like Dom de Louise style. This is my childhood. Wait, I kind of want to read the book and then watch the movie. <laughs> you can get the DVD new on Amazon for seventy nine ninety nine. That's how it is. I had no so idea there was a movie. Oh my goodness! Who wrote? Who did? Who? You can stream it somewhere based on the classic. That's not Dom DeLuise. That's. I don't know any of these. That sounds a hack that nobody knows. Princess and the Goblin is certainly much more well-known. I like that kid with the headband. There's 73 (laughs) ratings for Well at the World's End versus almost 1,000 for The Princess and the Goblin. I'm I'm good for either. It's less obscure. (laughs) And there is a movie. Mm -hmm. Although I noticed that they introduced a new character in the form of the princess's beloved cat. Sorry, there's no beloved cat in the book. Okay. But this was the age where everyone had to have an animal buddy in, in an animated film. Mm-hmm. It's true. Oh, interesting. Memoria Press has Princess and the Goblin. So we've got we've got classical education people on this bandwagon. Well, I'm I'm gonna make it hard for you, Rachel, because my <laughs> I'm throwing in my vote for the temple. Oh. So now you have a three way tie, and Dang. you are going to have to be the one. <sighs> To make the decision on this one, look at the, uh, they look, all sound great. Quite honestly, they really do. I'm. I'm look not at this goblin is so ugly. Why would you want to um, read a book that has one of these in it? <laughs> we didn't help you at all. You still are gonna have to pick for. I told yeah. you from the beginning what I was gonna vote for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love them all. I think they all sound interesting. The only, the main reason I'm voting for this is because I know this book. I love this book. Mm. I know that you mm-hmm. guys will enjoy it. The other books, even though they look so promising, are uh, unknown entities to me. And after this last experience where we all picked an unknown entity and mm-hmm. found it extremely delightful and scholarly, I think uh, something that is comfort food sounds pretty good to me. Sure. Excellent. Um, I trust your judgment. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Our spring book club pick is George MacDonald, The Princess and the Goblin. So, ladies, if you've been looking for an opportunity to loop in your young Lutheran lady readers, this is a great one because I actually read this one out loud to my daughters this year and they loved it. So, this is is a very all-ages accessible book club pick. But just like our buddy C.S. Lewis before us, you are never too old to read fairy tales mm. unless mm-hmm. you think you are. Yeah. Then that's true. Then you are. That's yeah. a sad reality that you live but in. But you might not be forever. That's true. You could, you could at some you point always be young back. enough again. Mm-hmm. You could true. always come back. And if you tear through this and love it as much as I think you're going to, totally get The Princess and Curdie, which is so good. Okay. okay. And it is available as an audiobook too. So. Oh, yes. Oh, free. The Princess and the Goblin, 
if you yeah. have an Audible account, you can get you can listen for nice. free. So it's on Hoopla, also at least from my library. So mm-hmm. you can listen there, or you can Fabulous. buy it from somewhere, some entity online mm-hmm. as your you local choose. independent bookstore. Yeah, <laughs> bookseller. <laughs> I'm very excited for this book. I, this is going to be really fun, and it's a, it'll very be a lot excited. easier. That too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for that. So ladies, you can join this book club in our Facebook group. It'll be sometime this spring. So stay tuned in the group. We'll announce when the date is. This is a a nice, fun read. So you shouldn't need multiple weeks to finish it or to listen to the audiobook. It'll be very fun. So join us in our Facebook group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Rachel will post the event and then all the discussion happens in that event. It's a asynchronous format. So you don't have to like join any video calls or do anything on a timetable because we don't have time for that. So... Very easy to to follow along in our Facebook group. You can also join us on Instagram. We typically post some of these book club questions uh, after the episode drops on our Facebook page. So you can join in the conversation. Did I say Facebook? Instagram page? We post questions on our Instagram page so you can follow along with the discussion after the this episode will drop. So that's also possible if you're on Instagram. You can sign up for our e-newsletter in the show notes for this episode, or you can send an email to lutheranladies at kfuo.org and we'll get you signed up for that e-newsletter. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash lounge or on your favorite podcasting app or on the KFUO radio app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Aaron. I'm Bree. And I'm extremely happy about our next book club pick. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. If you love the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.